I'd like to begin with, with talking about how we, because now we've seen so many new materials and we've seen ways of, of uh, working with materials closely and really uh, in production. Um, one of my experiences of working in a fashion company, and especially a fast fashion company, um, is when, when I asked the question, when in the design process or the, the, the process of actually bringing about a garment, when in this process is the decision about material and composition made? And I thought that was a reasonable question in an organization. But I would believe that in most fashion companies and many other companies as well, dealing with textile materials, it's very difficult to, to answer that question. Um, so for me, that goes kind of against the logic of what I believe um, uh, is design. But what I've seen from you two is that this balance has kind of shifted and it's shifted towards, and in your last example with, with feats, really the decision-making concerning materials is beginning to shift maybe even towards the consumer. Do you believe that? That, that we will see decision-making being taken away from the companies and placed somewhere else? You want, you want to take it? Or should <laughs> <laughs> Tricky question. That's fast. Um, you know, I... That's a very trick. That's a difficult thing to do. I mean, I will say that you know the material is the first thing that we think about because we're working so closely with like we're optimizing these materials, right? So so it's it's not something we're going to come in later. A different material might give us a completely different result. Um, the only reason I would probably say that I, I don't see a near future where where the consumer is choosing materials that there's actually a, a lot of process engineering that goes into the, the things that you've seen. Um, so I. You know, we may be able to offer a consumer ten ten choices, or but like I think like the fact that I'm I'm not gonna be able to go buy a spool of material and bring it to the store and say I want this. I think that's um, that that's a very distant future. I think. Mm -hmm. Do you agree? Yeah, I do agree. I mean, it's very complex and a lot of components in, at an early stage, but I think the demand at least will <clears throat> will will come a lot more from the consumers. Mm. Talking about the millennials and values and so on, so I think they will absolutely be part of driving that, mm. that shift, but not maybe in the near future, um, taking being responsible for the choose of, of material. But so maybe we could turn that question around and say that for a company that that wants to embrace these types of not only materials but also processes. They need to think more carefully about how they structure and define their design process. Right. I mean, like an example, like when we were showing those lattices, right? I mean, that's that's one material in one build that's, you know, if that were, like, let's say we were to work on an upper, I mean, the example was the, the flyknit, right? Like, it might take six components to give you, like, the stability in the areas you want and the flexibility in the areas you don't want. And... You know, I think what what, we're, what we've shown is that we can actually just structure one material differently to achieve those different properties, right? But it, it's not, um, you know, like maybe the, the tactile qualities or like the finishes. If I want the finish of like a bamboo versus a, a rubber, like no, but like, you know, I might be able to say, well, I really like a stiff toe box, and I and I, I want this, you know, I want the the ball of my foot to be really, really, really soft or softer than most of the other shoes you make. And I think like that level of tunability and customization is, is now and very possible. Mm. Are we seeing a future where textile materials are becoming more um, in composition minimalistic in the sense that you, because some, what you're showing, your examples and what we've seen today are 
all about single materials. But when I look at garments that are available today, I see compositions that are, are mixed materials. Are we approaching a future with more homogeneous materials in our clothes? I think they're going to be mixed as well. And it was really fascinating to see the teams that were part of the, the first winners and how they started to collaborate and, you know, testing things and fibers and so on. So I think it's still going to be even with the orange fiber. I mean, a lot of, of the fabrics that they do are still mixed uh, with with uh, silk, for example, or organic silk and so on. So uh, I think it's, it's, it's going to be mixed in the future as well. I mean, I, the only I would disagree with that just in the level of I, I think it may take time before people get comfortable with the idea. Of, like you might want the appearance of having like a lot of different materials, but I think you know, the, as far as like efficiency and production, the the incentives, and we're going to be able to do this. The incentives are going to push us towards, I, I think, like like mono material construction or things that are that are less differentiated. Um, now the, the, we, now whether or not we're sewing in patches for, for like adornment and just make people comfortable with the like aesthetic, I, I think like from a, from a functional and efficiency perspective, I, I don't see designers and brands being incentivized to continue aggregating lots of parts that, that'll probably go away. But in my thinking, there are, there are two things to, to, to bear in mind that, that, that one thing is the dream of the, the, uh, as, as, as you were showing the, the, the death suit, the dream of being uh, completely, uh, completely back to earth, and that's the dream of, of, of I think, every designer that, that the product will do no harm in the future. But then you also look at, at, at take a man's suit as, an, as a design example. It's a really weird design because it, it has you buy, you buy a really nice fabric to wear on the outside, but then they line it in plastic. So. <laughs> Don't you think that the the uh, that 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 your examples should push for a future where that, that should be pure and and clean and futuristic and recyclable and composable and yeah yeah but I, I think being able to recycle and compost things is that that's a maybe an independent question to to to, to like whether we have a lot of components in clothing or not I mean I, well. I'm, if you have to deconstruct it to to do this, yes, it, 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 those two go hand in hand. Um, it, it's hard to say. I mean, honestly, I mean, I've been because I'm I'm always we're always dealing with with the the edge of what materials can do, and to be to be the biggest thing that slows things down are, are, is people's comfort level with with that kind of an aesthetic, right? Like it, it a lot of science fiction movies are all walking around in, in single piece jumpsuits, and that's that's probably not wrong. Uh, but like when. When are we going to be comfortable with that? I don't, I don't. I'm not sure. Probably when we also have the flying cars, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, fashion depends on on that that language, right? There's like a kind of a historical like. I mean, why do we still have these like lapels? Like, I mean, there's so many things about like fashion that are that are like I don't even know why they're there. Why are we wearing ties? Like, you know, yeah. That. But but one thing that's obvious today, when we look at, at at our world today, is that we're all wearing the same materials. But but when you look at new textile materials, you see them popping up in places that are connected to a locality. We have the the, the citrus in Sicily, and there is now uh, research and development going on in Sweden concerning our great resource, which, which is wood. Um, do we see um, a future where we will 
just as we eat local, we will also dress local with local materials. Because if you have a, a, a citrus-based uh, fiber made in Sicily, it doesn't make any sense to ship it to Sweden to become, to become clothes. And if you have Swedish wood, it doesn't make sense to ship it to Bangladesh to become a, a T-shirt. Um, will we dress local? Yes and no, I think. Yeah. I think it will start local, but hopefully be able to scale up and be, and be global. Uh, but then when it comes to those, I mean, sustainable materials, and um, I think it, it's hard to just focus on that. You still need the design. You still need the functionality. You need to have it all. Otherwise, people won't wear it. Uh, so it's hard to just focus on the material. It's one piece of the whole, um, of the whole industry and the whole segment, so to say. Yeah, I would say we will. We will probably have no such thing as a local material, right? Yeah, I mean, we're already seeing a lot of like, 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 like kind of home farming kits, where you have this, this this controlled environment, or you could you could you could download an environment and grow something somewhere that you wouldn't be able to grow somewhere else, and that'll happen on an industrial scale. Like you know, this idea of like factories and farms becoming part of the same kind of industrial complex. I think all of that's going to take those those borders away. I mean, the the idea that we're going to have to come up with all these different types of products and manufacturing process just because Sicily has orange peel and these people have wood and I, I don't I don't necessarily think that's that makes probably a lot of sense I think I think we're going to find a way to kind of just transport these environments um, digitally I mean I, I think this this idea of kind of like like it'll be it'll be ubiquitous mm. if I want for a cactus in Antarctica I, I'll be able to get one I think you will also be able to reuse the same processes for example the winners that used the grapes to make the substitute of leather I think their process was quite similar to the to the fake leather uh, process today mm -hmm. so I think that they will adjust you know to the processes that we have already but just using new materials mm. right uh, one last just quick question um, when we think of materials today, we often tell their story. We say, well, this is a, a cashmere sweater, and we think about the belly of a goat in Mon Mongolia. Um, with all these materials that you propose, do you think, and we also heard today that emotion is the killer app, will, will, will people be as emotional and tell as many stories about their, what they're wearing as we do today? I don't know. I don't tell too many stories about my clothes. Um, it's hard for me to relate to. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you know. But I think there are going to be different different kinds of of engagements. You know, I, like I think we, I alluded to the fact of like like I don't know. Maybe maybe these are, are things that, that that come from an experience I have virtually or or, or in a social media space. Or I, I mean, I don't I don't know where I, I, what we're emotionally attached to is is definitely changing. And, and mm. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not an expert in this, but like I, I don't think there are a lot of twenty somethings that like clamoring for you know cashmere and, and these, these I, it doesn't seem to relate to them at least from, from and again i'm not the guy to ask about this but <laughs> i just i think that's that's going away that mentality all right you're nodding so you agree right? Uh, yeah i think it's going to be more narrative so i think it's going to be more personalized and you want to make a stand with your clothes and you want to show your values by the things that you wear and the, the things that you share on social media so absolutely i think the narrative is going to be emotion is going to be key Ah, that was optimistic. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> yeah.